0: For logbook servicing, you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This Sunday here at Hidden Valley goes to the younger. Michael Caruso is now a V8 supercar race winner. What a spectacular finish to the 2009 super cheap auto Bathurst 1000 in third place for gary rogers motorsport lee holdsworth and
1: michael caruso this has been a very very impressive run for michael caruso he's still got 1.8 seconds in hand and this is going to be a very sweet victory can you believe it well done michael
2: beautiful drive michael Caruso. Yeah, I don't know if we should be talking to our next guest, Stevie, because technically he's our competition. Uh, He's one of the the hosts of uh, Below the Bonnet, but uh, before he had all these stellar media commitments, he was actually a damn good steerer for Kelly Racing and Gary
1: Rogers Motorsport, don't you reckon? He absolutely was. I mean, he was a massive part of both of those teams and where they got to uh, in supercars. Obviously, um, and we'll talk a bit more about it with him, uh, with his obviously the whole, the whole Nissan, uh, I guess, end of an era for him and also for Nissan, mm-hmm. um, but yep. also, you know, running back a little bit further with, uh, with Gary Rogers. So a couple of teams that, you know, Big changes for the end of both of those teams. Gary Rogers, we're not going to see on the grid next year in supercars. And also, obviously, Nissan uh, are are going from a Nissan to a a Mustang at Kelly Racing. So it's going to be uh, big times ahead for those two teams. Yeah, for a bloke that doesn't apparently have a full-time driver, he's been
2: doing a lot of driving and a lot of other stuff too. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Michael Caruso.
0: Boy... um... What an intro, (laughs) firstly, thank you very much, Nimzy and uh, Stevie J, well done, and and thank you for everybody listening in, because it's been a while, but I'm excited now after that little run of play, it makes me want to be a race car driver again.
1: (laughs) 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 Mate, uh, mate, tell us a bit about, obviously it's been a, you know, and I've been through a similar thing where, you know, at the end of a year, you're not sure what you're doing, and you just want to be on the grid um, you know it's a pretty stressful time isn't it and obviously you're able to to land a pretty good seat there with uh, with cam waters uh, in the monster energy mustang um you know how give us a bit of a rundown on now that the the pertek cups over of, of how it went what you thought and um, and, and what you didn't like
0: um well it's definitely a different scenario, mate, and you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, when you're when you're a main series driver and when you've been doing it for, you know, 10-plus years, which I was very fortunate enough to do, um, it, it's quite a different role to uh, support another driver in their, their chase for not just glory at the three biggest events of the year, but obviously their championship is, um, you know, at stake as well. So... Uh, I'm very fortunate that Cam is a really good guy and uh, he was pretty excited to have me along in the team. And we'd gone door to door for many years, and so I knew he was a good steerer. But um, he, you know, I guess he trusted me with the car and trusted my feedback, which made that transition very easy because, um, you know, going into a different team, a new team, new car, uh, there's all those, uh, you know, I guess chemistry yeah. um, that needs to come together so you can get the most out of it, um, you know, not just for yourself on a personal level, but for the team yeah. and uh, the other driver as well.
1: Did you have much to do with, with Cam before that? I mean, I know you raced against him, uh, but socially and all that sort of thing, did you have much to do with him?
0: No, not really So on a social level. Um, we did have a period, uh, we spoke about it actually when we when we joined up, where we were literally qualifying next to each other for probably, six or seven races. I can't remember what year it was. Um, and mustn't we must have taken each other out because, uh,
1: because, because he wanted no, was, you with exactly. him in the juros.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never had those awkward moments where you're like, oh, remember how you used to be a... Uh, I don't know. Are we allowed to swear on this show? Carl? Yeah, we go for you yeah. yeah, you used to be an idiot on the track, but you know, let's join up. But um, fortunately enough, we never had those scenarios. So um, it worked really well. We... We were similar heights, but let's be honest. I have to wear a, I have to use an insert with any driver, <laughs> unless I'm with Lee Holdsworth um, to uh, to partner up with, because he's shorter than me, so he'd be having the insert if it was the other way around.
2: Well, mate, you haven't really lost any pace because one of, one of the few things that we've seen that really shocked us this year was a top 10 finish for a GRM Commodore. And that's what, that was at your hands when you stepped in for Richie Stanaway. We talked to Tim Edwards and he said, basically, Gary picked up the phone and said, I want Robbo. Tim said, yep, that's fine. And there you were with GRM. What was it like being back uh, uh, in Gary's fold again?
0: It uh, it was actually quite humbling. I mean, to have Gary call me and, and, you know, I was very much aware of how the team were running. They had, kind of, you know, a long run of, um, some very tough results. Uh, they were, you know, sort of deep in the teens and in the twenties majority of the whole season. And, um, to have someone call you up, you know, I've always had a very good relationship with with Gary, but he could have called anyone, but he called a driver that was signed Mm -hmm. to another team. Um, and that, you know, I I took that, you know, really well. And, and as a, a big compliment because, um, he, he always knew of my ability, not just in terms of speed, but to, to assist, um, particularly on a technical level, which, um, you know, which was really nice. And, um, you know, go there and come out and have a top 10 in the first race after sitting out for 10 or 12 months or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> um, was really, really enjoyable. But, um, you know, that team has, although there's a few new faces, there's a lot of faces that were there from when I started. And those guys and girls down there, are, you know, Gary just builds a great team of people that yeah. um, enjoy going to work. It's because um, that's what it is. It's it's not just the sport that we all love doing. It's it's a job too for everybody, and um, and they love it. So that atmosphere is. You know, it's actually it
1: was actually pretty ironic though that, that you actually uh, subbed in for uh, Richie Stanaway because Nimzy um, <laughs> uh, Nimsey have you got that? Have you got that uh, bit of? I guess voiceover from from, from Townsville.
2: Townsville? I, I certainly do. In fact, I think we, we've played this before.
1: Richie Stanaway and David Caruso spun out on lap one. <laughs> Caruso's day went from bad to worse when he crashed heavily into the tyre barrier, thanks to a yeah. shunt from Anton De Pasquale. She, she no. had a struggle, didn't she? struggle wow, getting those names. A big names day. Out. It's a big <laughs> yep. day. Um, I do want to ask you something, though, mate. I do want to ask you something yeah. seriously. That uh, it was actually quite well, it was going around the pits and going around the, the V8 fraternity quite a bit. That you'd actually already signed a deal with Red Bull to co-drive with Shane Van Gisbergen. Um, was that actually true? Uh,
0: uh, yes, it, I mean, it was. We, I'd done the deal with, with Shane, uh, well, to drive there. Um, yep. Once I'd learned, uh, you know, my position wasn't going to be available. Uh, with Kelly Racing, and yep. um, so you know, obviously, it was pretty cool to, firstly, to to speak with them and have you know Roland, um, you know, have hold me in high regard enough to to be with those guys, and yep. um, it obviously, and it you know, it was always going to be a stretch in literally um, me driving with Shane, yeah, yes. the height wise. Well, <laughs> Shane wouldn't have to,
1: well, Shane wouldn't have had to get out of the car. You could have just run a second lot of belts on I his could, lap and he, he would could, have been sweet.
0: I, I could have sat on his lap exactly yeah. <laughs> and kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I went up there and did a seat pit and what have you and I actually fitted quite well. But, um, you know, it, obviously with Garth coming out, you know, I understood that it made, uh, it made sense for them and, you know, there's no harm done. i still get along with them quite well and the yep. position with uh, with Tickford opened up and, uh, and off we went.
1: Well, obviously that's... Um, You know, as you and I know, a lot of people out there probably don't. But the motorsport industry is a very small industry, and um, you you can't burn your bridges, can you, at all? You know, even though that you would have probably fitted in there quite well and done just as good a job as GT. I think, um, obviously, that opportunity and that was their decision. So you just had to move on. And luckily enough, you uh, you got a pretty good gig, I think, uh, in with Cam Waters, which was probably a bit better fit.
0: Yeah, look, I don't take things. Personally, I mean, I understand it's a big business. Um, I've been around long enough to understand the realities and the commercial realities which we all talk about so much in motorsport. Um, You know, it it is a small community and you're spot on, mate, because you just never know when another door might open and who might be there opening it up. So, um, you know, not all drivers operate like that or all people (laughs) in pit lane. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm... You know, I, I think that sort of stuff, uh, that character, is, is something you know you you either have and you've been brought up that way, or you, you sort of don't have it.
2: Robo, one thing that I've loved uh, since you stepped aside from full-time driving is your media commitments, mate. I mean, RPM and uh, obviously the Below the Bonnet podcast. It's just been great. To, we, we're sort of seeing a side of the sport that we never used to see before by guys that are actually you know, still fresh in the game. But uh, the thing that really, really went on and on this year was, of course, parody. And a bloke that spent a lot of time <laughs> driving in a Nissan and... You look at Nissan; they they finish up its supercars time with three wins, seventeen podiums, and four poles since its debut uh, when Car of the Future came in in twenty thirteen. This year, we've had so many parity changes trying to get everything up to speed. Do you feel like maybe if someone tried that much with the Altima to match the Commodore and the Falcon, we might not be seeing Nissan, you know, bugger off out of the sport?
0: It's funny you mention that because the way it was for the six years I was there, was it was up to the team to um, to come to the table and try to meet, uh, you know, the same standard uh, in terms of the Holden and the and through the various models that they had at the time. And uh, with this year, it's nearly been the other way around. You nearly go to supercars and say, well, we're behind, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the change we want to have. And, you know, you just get it three, three kicks. And that might be only two rounds yeah. into the championship or four rounds into the championship. And we sort of saw that this year, which was a completely different approach from supercars, where we were locked in from the get-go. We, you know, The only thing you could do was improve your engine throughout the year. Whatever aero you had, you had it for 12 months, yeah. which um, we never got right, clearly, for for the six years that I was there. But the, the upgrade that they got towards the end of this year, to be honest, they probably had their most competitive package that they've ever had the whole time. It's like What what they got at Bathurst, we yep. saw, and what we spoke about even at Tickford and uh, and from people that I spoke with in Pit Lane, they had probably the fastest cars in the straight line. So yeah. <laughs> um, I was laughing with Dean Fiore because he, he rang me up and he's like, mate, you wouldn't believe it. I was passing people down the straight. You would have been <laughs> loving it. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, thanks, Dino. It only, it only took seven years for that to happen. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it's and roundabouts.
1: It's, uh, and it's funny though, because um, you know, I know I rate Rico pretty high as a driver, and uh, uh, you know, Andre coming in, I think it feels like for me, it feels like when you left. I mean, you were in my view, personal view, so I can't say this, you know speak for everybody else but in my personal view you were the you were the benchmark there you know you were the one that was week in week out especially at the front of the Nissans um and generally the highest up the grid um out of the out of the four cars um Andre seems to have taken that mantle now and and he's doing a I think he's doing a bloody good job there with with that car obviously the car as you said is better now but you know, week in week out he's just delivering isn't he yeah
0: he's doing a good job and I think um you yeah, know he's is utilising what, what he has within the team. So that's all you can do when you're a driver. You you know, we we hear lots of commentary around people saying, oh, that guy hasn't got it or this girl has it and that one hasn't got it, you know, and everyone's got their opinion of, oh, yeah, they're too old or they're too young and they'll come good. But the realities are all the teams in pit lane um, are in different situations, particularly financially. And we don't talk about it too much because no one really wants to go into a race meeting conceding that they don't have the goods to do the job. But yeah. the realities of our sport, unfortunately, is that there's there's no spending cap, and I'm not saying there should be one, but um, you can spend as much money as you've got. So if, if there's teams at the front of the field that are spending, apparently, uh, you know, in excess of $10 million on two cars, that would have been... More than we were spending on four cars at the time while I was at Nissan. so hmm. put that in perspective. You yeah. all how you how you squeeze more out of it, um, spending less money is, is extremely difficult. You know, situation.
1: Well, speaking of, speaking of money, obviously there's there's a pretty big uh, obviously push for another series with regard to the Australian Racing Group, and you know TCRs at the forefront of that. Made speaking of obviously next year in 2020, now that you're your supercar driving duties are done this year. Um yep. you know, I would assume you're rolling. I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not yet. Are you rolling over with Tickford for another year there with Cam?
0: Yeah, so I can, I can stay with Cam. There and the yep. you know, the relationship works really well. Um, as to you know, doing anything else, it's it's hard to know. And and again, it comes down to having that support, um, you know, from a corporate level to yep. to be able to. You know, utilize opportunities that are available to me. You know, like, like, there's lots of interest, um, and we hear it. Lo- you know, lots up and down pit lane. Mm. The opportunities are are there, um, and I'm fortunate enough that not just
1: in. You the can actually have a lot events, of opportunities it's... if you bring a bag of green notes. There's so many opportunities, Because
0: that's exactly right, it's, and yeah. they are. You know, we, you know, to, to the some of the drivers coming into the category in supercars, particular, they they have to work their butts off out of the car to make those opportunities happen because it's not happening from just pure skill there's obviously an element of um, financial support to the team that that needs to come with it and that and that's no different in any category so um, for these you know drives to become fruition you you need that support and um, you know it doesn't just come out of thin air someone's got to pay to run the car tires and petrol and oil and everything costs money so it's yeah. uh, you know again when as you grow a bit wiser, you, you understand that more and more, and, um, and that's yeah, the realities of motorsport.
2: Well, Robert, it's it's been a blessing in disguise having you um, not have a full-time drive because we have been seeing you in an RPM. Below the Bonnet's doing fantastically. And uh, just another thing too, mate, in the Below the Bonnet Co-Drivers' Cup, you actually beat Luffy, and we've said the entire year that he's the king of the co-drivers, so you've done, you've done all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we've loved doing the, the Co-Drivers' Cup. I mean... Stevie J would know. It's something we've mm. spoken about within the driver community in up and down pit lane for years and years and years that, you know, when it comes to those sessions, it, those, <laughs> the drivers within it, they take it so seriously. And now being there and seeing it, I can see, Yeah, you know, I see why they do it. You know, they, they only get a few opportunities a year to show their talent. <laughs> um, you, you've got to know when to, to yeah. I mean, obviously the, between the the ones that make mistakes and don't, you obviously got to know when to use it. But um, yeah, it's been lots of fun. Um, GT flogged everybody this year. So (laughs) I said to Cam, you know, mate, what have I got to do? Well, Cam and the engineer, because the engineer normally dictates what tyres you're on. Um, (laughs) Boys, what have I got to do to make sure I get some really nice tyres for these sessions? Because there's more on the line now than ever before. $15.50, boys. I mean, please. (laughs) That's that's more money than winning batters.
1: Oh mate. Oh, and I and I just keep thinking that it's so lucky it's so lucky that um you know, thinking of the co driver's cup and how important it is, could you imagine if it wasn't Scotty Mack that did that in qualifying at, at uh the Gold Coast, if it was Alex Premer that did it in the co drivers cup, ooh oh, it'd be a hard it would be hard to come back from that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be. I mean, and that's the thing, you you measured in the in the co driver sessions or when the co drivers are out there. By near, like you know, everyone seems to measure everyone by how many mistakes they make. Yeah, which is a weird scenario. So, um, yeah, you you very heavily judged. I mean, everyone normally is, but you know, you're obviously you're there to support the main driver. So the last thing you want to do is is ruin their uh, opportunity. It, yeah. but um, yeah, it's happens, a hard it's a
1: hard position, isn't it, mate? Like, oh, sorry, Nims, I know we got to wrap it up. No, but no, you're good. Like, it's it's you've got to do the best you can. You gotta drive as fast as you possibly can. You've gotta make no mistakes, but you gotta be remember that if you do make a mistake it's gonna cost the main driver a heap of points. Like it's it's yeah. a really hard position that to be in, at isn't it?
0: Sandown. Didn't we? We saw that at Sandown, you know, with that co driver's race when yep. it got a bit greasy and there were people making mistakes and the ones that didn't, you know, obviously hung on to it and did well. But um you know, you're normally driving in a car that you're not familiar with, a car that it's not set up for you as well. You know, it's normally set yep. up around the main driver because they're going to have to do the majority of the work and go the fastest. So, it's it's not an easy position to be in, but it is. It's a challenge. It's a good challenge. I, I enjoyed it this year. Um, you know, driving with the team, and it's it's you know that's that's what I love about motor racing. You, you just you never you just know. love the wild cards um,
1: that come in, don't you? <laughs>
0: Well, that was that was interesting, <laughs> wasn't it? And here we're talking about running running the Kastecki
1: brothers, yeah, yeah. So I thought that that was. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought I'd just slip that one in to see what you thought of that.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, it was disappointing. I mean, twenty-eight yeah. laps into a five hundred kilometer race, um, yeah, to to get stuck in the fence. It was, you know, disappointing not just for me because I was at the wheel, but um, you know, Cam was probably. Was really upset because you know he's trying to have a crack at the championship, and the way the race panned out, we we would have had a you know a shot. We had a very good shot to be in the podium because um, yep. we were already up to about P6 by then. So yeah, and um, you're actually in front of yeah. Lee,
1: in front of Lee Holdsworth, who ended up finishing yeah. third at that point. So you were right there at the front. Uh, I don't think yeah, really yeah, anyone, anyone was yeah. going to touch the Red Bull cars. They were just oh, on no. another planet. No, very much.
0: Yeah, and then that the looks the same the- this weekend as well, doesn't it, mate? Like it's they're going to be <laughs> yeah. hard to beat. They're on an absolute steamroll at the moment, but
1: absolutely the old
0: teams championship would be interesting to watch this weekend. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely, cannot wait for that one. But uh, Robo, mate, we, we really appreciate you taking some time out to chat with us. You're always welcome back here on uh, on oh, the driver's seat, thanks. mate, and uh, and also, thank you for being appreciative of the intro at the start because when we oh. gave on to Dave, he actually said, oh, can you give me a different song?
0: No, that is Dave to a T. He doesn't know what hard work is. To put that all together would have taken time <laughs> 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 and effort. <laughs> oh. uh, well, appreciate your time, thanks Robert. So much, guys. <laughs> Talk no, soon. No, thanks for having me on and you're doing a good job. Keep it up.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas together and loving it. ba 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 Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.